work of God is not just around you and through you, it is in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God's holding you together. You're more than what you think you are. You're more than what somebody told you you are. Your emotions got messed up when someone rejected you, but you're more than that. Your mind got messed up when someone hurt you, but you're more than that. Your body got messed up when someone abused you, but you're more than that. You are more than what happens in that outer court. You are more than what happens even that inner court. There is a part of you that belongs to God, and no man can touch it, and no man can own it. There's a part of you that belongs to God. The Holy of Holy wants to emerge out of your life and take precedent over everything else in your life. God wants to lift your faith to a place of spirituality to where the spirit man in you becomes stronger than your flesh and the spirit man in you becomes stronger than your will and the spirit man in you becomes stronger than your mind so that you don't deal with all the struggles from the outer court where somebody's always helping you kick the devils out of your life but you rise up. You see, there comes a time in your, in your life where you're going to stay in prayer line after prayer line and stay there, Stay there. I'm not telling you don't to go up there. You're going to say, I need help. 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 And somebody's going to say in the name of Jesus, I send this devil running and I send this devil running and I rebuke this one and I send this one running and you're going to need the body of Christ. But there's going to come a day in your life, you mark my word, that your spirit man is going to start growing and instead of going to that prayer line, you're going to take a drop of oil and you're going to put it on your own head and you're going to say, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Satan, I serve you in eviction notice tonight. You will no longer have domain in my mind. You will no longer have domain in my spirit. You will no longer have domain in my will, in my flesh. I live and move and have my being in him. Oh, yes, I may have to crucify myself daily, but I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I will not die in a fleshly battle. I will not die in a mental war. I will not die. At some point in time, somebody needs to be an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. We have been assigned to Canaan. We have been assigned to victory. You do not have to live as a straggler and a struggler and a foreigner the rest of your life, you have the power through the power of the Holy Spirit to rise above that fight, to rise above that struggle and be everything that God wants you to be. You don't have to be a slave to pornography. You don't have to be a slave to sexual sin. You do not have to be a slave to a lying spirit. You do not have to be a slave to a spirit of fear. You do not have to be a slave to a spirit of intimidation. You do not have to live in insecurity for the rest of your life, doubting every decision you ever make. You do not have to live the rest of your life feeling like you're a second-class citizen. God has made you with his DNA inside of you, and he is calling that DNA out of you so that you can become everything he wants you to be. Laminin is holding it all together. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Listen to what the Bible says. 
whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. There are people in this room right now who haven't had peace in so long you forgot what it feels like. You live in anxiety. You can't pop enough pills to get out of it. You can't sleep long enough to get out of it. You can't drink enough to get out of it. You live in a state of fear and anxiety, and half of our world is in the same condition. Half of our world is living in a state of anxiety. You will never figure it out. I don't want to disappoint you, but I'm telling you, if you're looking for peace here, you better stop watching the news and you better put yourself in a barricade in a room and you just better hang out by yourself because if you talk to a living person, living, breathing person on this world, you're going to get discouraged. If you turn on the news, you're going to think the whole world is going to hell. You're going to think everything is lost. You're going to think that there's no hope. You're going to think that's all over if you turn on the news. But can I tell you something? There is a peace that comes from the power of the Holy Spirit that can rise above anxiety, that can rise above fear. You do not have to live in fear another day. You do not have to live in fear of your children. You do not have to live in fear of being tortured or hurt or attacked. You do not have to live in fear of driving a car. You do not have to live in fear of being alone. You do not have to live in fear of the dark or fear of the light. You don't have to live in fear another day because when you understand how your body functions, all we have to do is get to the mercy seat and your spirit can bring out everything you need to conquer what's going on in your outer court. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, first of all, he will teach you all things. Let's just stop right there. Quit worrying about it. He's going to teach you all things. What is it you think you don't know? What is it that you think you need to learn before God can use you? You have the best teacher in the world. He's not just talking about teaching you the Bible and spiritual things. Well, he'll teach you how to fix a house. He'll teach you how to cook a meal. He'll teach you. I mean, I've heard baseball players and football players give God all the glory for their talent. He can teach you how to throw pigskin. He can teach you how to catch. He'll teach you do whatever it is that you need to know. He will teach you, what does the Bible say? All things. Everybody shout all things. You have the Holy Spirit in you to teach you all things. You want to learn Hebrew? You want to learn Greek? You want to learn Aramaic? You want to learn the Bible? You want to learn how to sew? You want to learn how to make a quilt? He can teach you all things. You want to learn how to drive a car? You want to learn how to do algebra? I don't care what struggle what struggle you have in school, what struggle you have in college. Maybe you're not good at, at math. Quit saying it. He will teach you all things. Maybe you're not good at English. Quit saying it. Say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Start calling in your victories. Start speaking your victories in front of you. The Holy Spirit's inside of you. He can bring out everything you need from the Holy of Holies. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I to you. Not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. How does this work? How do we have that kind of peace in the world that we live in? How do we have peace with God when 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23 says that we are a body, soul, and spirit? How can I get peace? Am I ever going to get it in my body? I don't know. Some days yes, some days no. Am I ever going to get all the peace I want in my soul? Some days yes, some days no. But here's where you can always get it. Here is where you can find the peace that passes understanding. If you can put your spirit in the place that God wants you in, your spirit can rise above your anxiety. Your spirit can rise above your fear. Your spirit can soar above the issues that are binding you up and holding you back. When you're born, 
every one of us when we were born, in the embryogenesis of our life, as in, in the embryonic stage, you had something called neurocrests. Everybody does. It looks like a little bitty ball of, 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 um, of uh, probably thread. If you've ever balled up thread before when you're sewing, not that I know much about that, but uh, if you've ever seen a little ball of thread, pull one off your clothes and ball it up, it looks like that. It's a little bitty ball. It looks like nothing but a bunch of, a bunch of veins. It's called neurocrests. And as you grow, it separates. And it's held together by the longest nerve in the human body called the vagus nerve. You can Google all this. It's all there. It's held together by the longest nerve, and it goes to two places. Part of that neurocrest goes up into the skull and forms what we call the central nervous system. That's the one we're familiar with, right? That's the one that helps us think and tells us what to stay away from and helps us feel and says that's hot and that's cold. That's the one that teaches us how to, how to remember and how to, gives us articulation. So that's the central nervous system. But the other side of that goes into the belly and forms the enteric nervous system. And the interesting thing about that is that you have the same amount of neurotransmitters here and here. Wait, wait a minute. What are you saying? I'm telling you your gut can remember just like your brain. If your nose can remember 50,000 smells, and if your taste buds can remember, oh, we didn't even go there, but if your taste buds can remember, do you know how many, the 45,000, I think, taste buds that you have? If you can, if you can, if you can imagine the memory that goes, do you know your blood remembers? Your blood has memory? If your blood remembers and your nose remembers and your taste buds remember, think about here in your belly, there is a system of thinking and feeling. There is an enteric nervous system that is right here inside of you. Have you ever heard somebody say before, you need to go with your gut? It doesn't make sense, but go with your gut. That is exactly what the Bible was trying to explain to us in John 7 and 38 when Jesus said, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And look what he said. This spake he of the spirit which they had believed on him that they should receive for the Holy Ghost had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. What is he telling us? That your Holy Spirit is going to flow not from here. It's going to flow from here. That is the reason a lot of people struggle with speaking in tongues because it's all here for them. They're listening. They're trying. They're struggling. They're saying hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. They're saying everything they know to say, but they're waiting here when this is where you need to be waiting on. It jumps from here. It starts here and it moves up. It's like a spring, the Bible says, that springs up inside of you. The joy of the Lord does not come from here. The joy of the Lord comes from here. And you have to understand, this is an identified. That's the reason when we talked about the five appendages and you're built like grace, we left this one out because this is the center. This is the part of you that belongs to God. This is your spirit, man. Right here is where God speaks to you. If you want to hear God say yes, it's not always going to make sense here. Has God ever told you to do something that absolutely looked like it was going to fail and made no sense, but you walked by faith and not by sight. You continued walking toward God even though it didn't make sense at all. There was a study done by the University of Pennsylvania in the Congo 
they put neurotransmitters on several subjects and asked them to go to church and speak in tongues because they wanted to know what part of the brain lights up whenever you speak in tongues. And this is from the New York Times, and it's dated right here. You can look it up, published November 7, 2008. You can find it. Benedict Carey is the, is the author of this. You can look this up. It's well documented. It was a study from the University of Pennsylvania, and they put neurotransmitters on their heads because they wanted, they wanted to find out what part of the brain lights up when you speak in tongues. And they went to church and they worshiped. And when these ladies and men in the Congo began to speak in tongues, they were waiting to see what part of the brain lit up only to be confused because no part of their brain lit up. And they couldn't figure out why even when they praised, when they sing, when they were singing, when they were reading, when they were talking, they could see what part of the brain was being active. But when they began to speak in tongues, nothing lit up. So they put more transmitters on their body to find out what's going on. And here's what they discovered in this article, that when these people were speaking in tongues, their brain went dormant. Their brain, everything here went absolutely silent, but their belly started lighting up. They saw that the activity of speaking in tongues was not coming from here, but it was actually coming from here. And here is something that we have got to get back to if we're going to be champions for the Lord. We have got to quit letting this guide our faith. We've got to let this guide our faith. We've got to stop letting this dictate to us who likes us and who doesn't like us and who's unfollowed us and all these things that get us all messed up. And we need to say, Holy Spirit, I want to know who's before me. You said you would bring my enemies before me and they would scatter before me seven ways. I want you to guide me. Here's the prayer you need to pray over your school children. Take away every voice out of their head that does not belong. Put the right voices in their head that do belong. Take away every friend out of their life that shouldn't be in their life. Put the right friends in their life. I don't care if they look like a good friend. I want the Holy Spirit to order my steps with his word. Take me to the right business still. Because can I tell you something? That in your mind, in yourself, your mind will not make sense, but your spirit will still do the work of God. That is why Philippians 4 and 7 says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding are going to guard my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. Walking on water makes no sense here, but Peter got out of the boat anyway. Parting the Red Sea makes no sense here, but Moses put his rod in the Red Sea anyway. Eating manna that falls from heaven makes no sense here, but they picked it up and they made food out of it because it made sense here. Following God does not always make intellectual sense to some people. You cannot get to heaven by guarantee from a religious intellectual gospel, but if you will allow the Holy Spirit to rise up inside of you and show you the truth and show you what is right in Rome, the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you can guide you into all truth. Life doesn't always make sense, but the Spirit of God can guide you. You may feel like you're sick, but don't say it. You may feel like you're dying, but don't say it. You may feel like you're losing, but don't say it. At some point in time, we've got to quit talking from here, and we've got to start talking from here, because the just shall live by faith. We can call those things 
things that are not as though they were. We can speak life and death in the same, we can speak life or death out of the same mouth. So quit speaking death and start speaking life because the Lord of the resurrection, the last I checked, was raised up by the Spirit of God. If you want resurrection in your house, let your guts start talking to it. Let your faith start talking to it. Let your spirit man start talking to your house and you can bring resurrection life back to your, back to your surroundings. I just want to say thank you to all of our ministry partners who help us take the gospel around the world and train pastors and leaders around the world. Because of you, we have been able to do so much for the kingdom and expand the kingdom of God. Uh, I was able to train over 5,000 church planters just in the country of India alone. We've worked all through Africa as well as Europe. Uh, every year I go to Romania and train pastors and we've trained hundreds of pastors there in, in Romania. We've graduated over 3,000 pastors from programs, certificate programs, just in Central America. Uh, our teams and our, the young men and women that I've taken on the field with me, numerous uh, young ministers who I just want to give them experience and, and uh, help them to get their feet wet in ministry. We have gone around the world spreading the gospel and none of this is possible without you. I just want to say thank you for your continued support, whether it's a one-time donation of any size or whether it is a, a monthly donation that you've decided to partner with us uh, monthly. I just want to say thank you for that. And for those of you that are looking for ways to give to this ministry, because it is a good seed to sow in and we're doing things around the world, here's a screen that would tell you some easy ways that you can give to this ministry. But once again, I just say thank you from the bottom of my heart and from all of those lives that you are changing. It is my honor to be your ambassador to the world. There's a peace of God which surpasses all understanding. That's why the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. The Holy Spirit wants to bring something out into the struggle. It's the power. We have to lean. We have to quit treating the Holy Spirit like a feel-good experience. He is a person. He wants to be your best friend. He wants to talk with you every day. He wants to sing songs to you, and he wants you to sing songs to him. He wants to love on you and talk with you. There are times he just wants to hold you. Don't let your prayer life be so full of words that he never has a chance to talk. Sometimes your prayer life needs to be silence just so he can talk. Sometimes being in God's presence is not about everything we've got to say, but sometimes it's sitting quietly. Be still and know that I am God so that the Holy Spirit can begin to talk and speak life into our lives again. We've got to quit living in the outer court. We've got to stop living in the struggle of the outer court. And we have got to get back to walking in the spirit. We've got to get back to moving in the spirit and relying on the spirit. Several years ago, when um, my oldest daughter now has three girls, when she was in first grade, right? I think it was kindergarten when this happened. She was actually in kindergarten and she was riding to school with some people every day. And uh, so 
That week she was riding with our carpool, so I decided to go deer hunting. And I'm out there with a bunch of guys deer hunting. We're about three hours away. And, um, you know, I'm excited about getting out there, and I'm up in the deer stand. And all of a sudden, I begin to cry. And how many of you know that crying and deer hunting just doesn't go well? It doesn't work. doesn't go well together. And, you know, it's, I'm crying, but I don't know why. So I'm sitting up in this deer stand, and I'm, I begin to weep. Well, the next thing I know, I am crying so loudly, I'm afraid I'm going to get shot because I can't help myself. I'm falling apart. I'm up in a deer stand. I'm strapped with, a, you know, my, 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 my firearms, and, and I'm, I'm up there crying like a baby. I'm crying so hard I can't even hold it together. It's like I'm doubled over crying. Everything inside of me is crying, and I don't even know why. Next thing I know, I'm speaking in tongues, and I'm speaking in tongues so loud I can't stop it. And have you ever had that happen to you? It's, you? They say the spirit is subject to the prophet, but this is one time, man, the prophet was gone. I mean, I could not, I could not stop it. Everything inside of me was crying out. My belly was crying out. I was speaking in tongues as loudly as I could. And I thought, I've got to get all these woods or somebody's going to shoot me because I'm messing up all the deer hunting today. So I'm, I'm, I'm walking out of the woods and I'm still crying like a baby and I'm still speaking in tongues so loud. And I, I'm trying to find my way back to camp because I can't hardly see and I'm just, I'm a mess and I get back to camp, and I'm sitting there, and I don't know what to do. I, I just wanted to get out of the woods. I'm sitting there around the campfire, and I'm still, I'm still crying and holding my belly and rocking like this and crying and speaking in tongues. And I saw some headlights come down a dirt road, and we were in the middle of nowhere. And there was an old farmer pulled up in a truck, and he said, um, I'm looking for somebody named Brian. I said, well, I'm Brian. He said, well, somebody called my farmhouse that they called another neighbor and they called my farmhouse and told me that, that you need to get back to St. Louis because your daughter has just been in an accident and they had to take her to the hospital and they think her neck and her back is broken. That was the word he gave me because the way they had to hold her in and take her to the hospital. And I, I don't even know what to do. I don't even have the keys. I rode there with a guy named Carl, one of my elders, and I don't even have the keys. I, I don't know how to hotwire a car. I, I've lived in the church most of my life. So I don't know what to do. I can't hotwire a car. I, I can't walk. It's three hours. I don't even know what to do. And all of a sudden, I'm still praying. This old farmer's driven off. Next thing I know, guess who comes walking out of the woods who left something at the camp? It's Carl. And Carl said, well, pastor, what are you doing here? He said, I left something at the camp. I said, no, you didn't leave anything at the camp. The Holy Spirit sent you back to this camp because my daughter has just been in a terrible accident going to school, and you've got to get me back to, to St. Louis to the hospital. And I crawled up in the front seat of his truck in the floorboard. I wouldn't even sit there. He drove as fast as um, an elder can drive. And, and if we'd had James Bradford with us, we'd have driven faster. But he drove as fast as his conscience would allow him to drive. And I, am, I, I didn't say a word to him the whole time. I didn't talk with him. I was, I was in the corner, because I mean, in the floor of that car, in the floorboard. And I was praying in the Spirit for three hours. I was praying in the Spirit. And we pulled up to that hospital, and he tapped me, and he said, Pastor, we're here. And I got out of the hospital, and I couldn't, I didn't know what I was going to find. The farmer told me my daughter's neck was broke, her back was broken. She's a little bitty girl, six years old, and I don't know what I'm going to find, and I ran into that hospital, and there was my redhead standing right there, and guess who was beside of her? My little daughter, Brittany, was standing right beside of her, and, and, and I said, I thought... He's, they said, I know, that's what we thought too. But when we got here, there was nothing wrong with her. Her neck wasn't broke. Her back wasn't broke. 
And the guy who was driving the car, he said, man, I'm so sorry. I said, what time did this happen? And he told me what time it happened. And about the time he picked her up was when my spirit went, oh, you got to pray right now. Somebody's in trouble and you got to pray. I want to tell you something. If you will just let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit wants to do, there is more to Christianity than struggling in our problems. There is more to Christianity than worried about who's saying what. There is more to Christianity. At some point in time, we need some champions. We need some people who can walk in victory. We need some people who can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We need somebody who will press in to the Holy of Holies and let the Spirit of God come out and touch everything in the struggle. I want you to stand all over the room. Give God praise for his word tonight. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. I'm going to ask the uh, I'm going to ask the musicians to come, and I want to ask all of the singers or all of the um, all of the prayer team to come as quickly as you can. This is what I feel led of the Holy Spirit to do tonight. I feel like there's people who are living beneath what the what the, what the Lord wants you to live with in your spirit. You're a Christian, you are saved, you are walking with God, everything inside of you, but the gifts of the Spirit are not operating in your life. The moving of the Holy Spirit is not operating in your life. Life is still one struggle after another struggle after another struggle after another struggle. I want to tell you something. You can be a champion. You can be a giant killer. You can be a demon chaser. You can, I don't mean chasing demons. I mean one that chases them out of town. I don't, I'm not for people that look for them under every rock. I think they praise the devil more than they praise God. I'm not going to look, I'm not going to be a devil worshiper. You're not looking at one of those. I'm not going to give the devil credit for I don't think, when I don't think he had anything to do with it. I am not going to worship the devil, but I will tell you this. When I see the devil operating, I want the Holy Spirit to rise up inside of me and take authority over everything that's coming around me. We need some God chasers. We need some people that can call in angels. We need some people. There are people in this room, you, by now, you should be laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. We need people in this room right now, you should be operating in gifts of faith, gifts of miracles. If we believe in the gifts of the Spirit, we need to see the gifts of the Spirit in operation. If we really believe in those, there's people in this room that need to be casting out devils and you're not there yet. There's people in this room right now that you need to be praying the prayer of faith so the sick can be healed and you're just not there yet because of all the struggle that goes on in the outer court and all the struggle of our mind. I'm looking for some people tonight who say, God, I'm going all the way. I am tired of struggling. I'm tired of living beneath everything that you call me to live in. I want to go all the way. I I'm not afraid to move in the spirit, Pray in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. And here's what this altar call is about tonight. This altar call is for people that say, I want the gifts of the Spirit to start operating in my life. I, I'm, I want the gifts of the Spirit. I've been waiting on this. I've been praying for this. And tonight, I'm coming forward for somebody to lay their hands upon me because I want the gifts of the Spirit to start moving in me. Some of you, it's time. It is time. We've got to get out of the fringes. We've got to move on to hire things with God and move into what the spirit life is it should look like for us.